is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. Today, we are not talking in total Yankees. We're actually going to talk about our crosstown rivals, the New York Mets, a bit. And what that means for the New York Yankees. Crazy trade just happened yesterday, and my mind is still blown. Tom, Eddie, how are you two doing? Uh, that yesterday was like true wake up call as to what we thought the Mets were gonna be this offseason after Cohen bought the team. It's like yep. it's Living like up oh, to, up to oh, the rep. Oh, this is this is happening now. Uh, yep, the Mets are officially uh, big mar- big game hunters, as Brian Cashman uh, used to say about the Yankees. Uh, right now, we uh, made a huge signing for Julius Chassin. Um, um, don't forget Greg Allen. I already did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they got Lindor and like. It's a pretty perfect fit. I called it. I called it. I'll give you credit. You did call that a while ago. You said Lindor to the Mets. I was a little skeptical about that one, but you got it. You called it. It just good one. Process time. process of elimination. Okay. Who could take on the money? Who would be willing to take on the money? Who had decent enough prospects or right, right. major league players to get it though? Uh, suitors rather. But once the Yankees are like not all in. It's kind of hard to find someone. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the Steve Steve Cohen, good on you. Sandy Alderson, good job, buddy. Uh, Jed, I, I forgot who's the who's the Mets GM's name. I forgot his name. Um, Porter. Jared Jed- Porter. Yeah. Good job, buddy. I don't know how much power you actually have, but good job. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. him and Sandy Alderson kind of split roles up in that GM position, honestly. I think, you know, Sandy takes on certain responsibilities that a GM would, while Porter takes on another side of things. But I'm not quite sure, obviously. No one really is. But that's just my speculation, though, since he's a well, former GM. whatever they're doing, it's working tremendously. Yeah. They're no, going to sign him, too. Yeah, they, they will. No, they, they will. No, I mean, you... it, it's been made yeah. clear by by um, the general managers already that even though they haven't really discussed an extension yet in the coming weeks, they 100% plan to. And, you know, it's kind of obvious, you know, when you, when you trade for a guy like Lindor on, on a rental, 
you're going to do whatever you can to make sure he stays on that team because this ain't just a good player. This is a superstar potential player, a switch hitting shortstop that can hit 30 plus home runs and play gold glove caliber defense while also providing pretty good speed on the base path. So really, this guy's a five tool player that can do it all when he's at his best and his value could not be much lower given the state of the market, given the fact that he's a rental, given the fact he's coming off a down year too because of the COVID season. You know, pretty much everything was playing against the Indians and Lindor when it came to a trade. So, you know, the Mets really pounced on that opportunity, very similar to the Stanton trade, except, you know, Stanton had a big year and he had a big contract, but there were limited suitors, though, lowering the price. And I think that was also the case here. Eddie, what are you thinking? Yeah, so when I heard the news, you know, I liked it because you know what i love the off season and it came out of nowhere usually you get a little bit of build up like yeah yeah discussions this was completely out of nowhere I mean, it was literally I just jeff passing coming out of nowhere and then five minutes later you see all the other reports coming out and it's like what the fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah so i was excited i can't lie it was interesting i still love the off season even though the yankees are not very active right now. Or we did talk about the two big transactions they made yesterday, which huge, huge, made, huge made Lindor 20, look like players. they made Lindor look like nothing, to be honest. Who, those two who's Lindor? Just, who's Lindor? Yeah, who is Lindor? Right. Uh, yeah. So again, great trade for the Mets. I did think they would go to the free agent market first. Um, Me too. I still think they're in on Springer though, but uh, Bauer is definitely out of the question now. But we didn't even talk about yeah. Carrasco yet. A guy no. I wanted the Yankees to go after for a few years now um probably out of their price range too but he's a very good pitcher he's very of underrated. Uh, he's so consistent I looking at his numbers yeah I, I talked about it with uh you guys yesterday the only bad season the dude has had is when he literally was coming off of leukemia he's a very very good consistent pitcher and the mets have a very good rotation now once syndergaard comes back Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. The Mets rotation is going to be absolutely lethal. And, you know, the Mets really didn't even have to give much. I mean, they gave um, Andres um, Jimenez in the trade, who's not even their top shortstop prospect. He's a good prospect, but that's not even their top. Their top is um, Mauricio, I'm pretty sure. And they obviously traded um, Ahmed Rosario, too, who never lived up to the hype that was expected. I mean, he was more highly touted than even Gleyber Torres at a point. Very disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing for sure. He never quite lived up to the bill offensively at all. But you never know. Maybe they can tap into something there. He didn't even live up to it defensively either. He was just kind of bad. I don't know. I I don't know. I know he has good tools to be a good defender. The guy's super fast and moves quick. Yeah, but he wasn't. He had like, he wasn't good. He wasn't. He he did a lot of errors, I think. I have throws and stuff. I have a player. I have a player comp for. Wait, can I guess uh, it? Ahmed Rosario. Can I yes. guess it? Eduardo yes. Nunez. No. Damn it. Close, though. Starlin Castro, except worse. I would say, the, yeah, worse because Castro has, like, amazing bat-to-ball skills. Rosario has that tool in his bag, but the issue is he just doesn't get hits in the same way Castro did with that skill. Correct. And he, he, right. Rosario's faster, but, like, yeah, much faster. their general profile is, like, Guys who don't walk, they they don't play good defense, uh, and yeah. they don't really hit for much power. Either. I would say Castro might be what Rosario's realistic offensive ceiling is going to be, honestly. I think that's a ceiling where, like, 
maybe you get like a 270, 280 hitter, and he has more power than we've seen. He doesn't have a ton, but I do believe there's more he can tap into, maybe closer to what Castro did, maybe 15, 20 homers at, at the top of the top of the ceiling. So that would be an okay player, of course, especially if he plays really good defense and he steals a lot of bases. But, you know, it's very underwhelming if you're the Cleveland Indians for sure. And if you're the Mets, essentially, you just said, you know what? I'll trade shortstops I don't need, and I'll get a shortstop I get to keep for the next 10-plus years. It's like, that that's a huge win for the Mets. They, they It's basically shortstop for shortstop, and they, they, they it's like they lose nothing almost. So that is a total steal for them. I have something to say. What would that be, Tom? In the words of Stephen A. Smith, I think it's, I'm paraphrasing here. But when you're traded for nothing, that makes you something. <laughs> and like Lindor, Lindor is definitely something. This is what this is. In my opinion, I think he's the best shortstop in baseball. I know there's a lot of, uh, I know there's some debate. Uh, I think. Yeah. I, think, I don't I, think he's I the agree. most like talented. I think Correa is probably the most talented, just because of the talented, raw power. Yeah. The power, the arm strength is just crazy from Correa. He just he's hurt a lot, and he's he's not a he's an asshole too. Um, yeah. Trevor Trevor Story's like one one a one one a. It's really those two guys, and then Seager's coming coming through. Uh, is there another guy? Pretty sure there's another guy that that gets the you know with all the um time. well there's Trevor Story, Corey Seager. You know there's yeah the, the list is pretty long with the shortstops and. You know, just looking at Lindor's numbers, the guy is obviously a stud. I mean, he consistently. The one thing I'm surprised about, I could have swore he had a 900 OPS at least once, but he never did actually. His highest is 871, which is still obviously really good. I mean, especially when you consider that he had 38 homers that year. So. And the fact that he's a Gold Glove shortstop. Of course, and he's a Gold Glove shortstop. So you know, you definitely take that. And he had back to back to back years of 30 plus homers, and at shortstop with that defense. And the fact he's ste- he was he's stealing 20 bases a year when he's healthy, basically. I mean, that's kind of his rep at this point. He had 25 in 2018, 22 in 2019, and in 2020 he didn't get a chance because obviously you know COVID. But he's definitely a five-tool player, and I'm I'm not gonna say I'm happy for the Mets because it drives me nuts, but it's a great move for them. It really is. Eddie. I'd be happy for the Mets if uh, the Yankees did something that. And if they actually signed uh, or brought DJ back or signed a starter, then I would be a little less angry about it and say, well, we did what we had to do this offseason. You know, the Mets go get yours now. But That's a good point. Uh, That's a good point. I, I actually have Ray a question. Right now. I, I actually have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, What's if, up? If, if the Yankees signed DJ first and then Lindor got traded to the Mets, like, say, say DJ signed, like, a week ago. And then Lindor gets traded to the Mets. Would you be much less mad today? Well, I'm not uh, even super mad, but I I wouldn't care. I, I just or less concerned. About it. Yes, no, but that's I, right. It's we got our guy. DJ's a a batting title type of guy. He's that good offensively. He's a Gold Glove second baseman, basically, even despite his age. He's he's yeah, everything. Guy we wanted back, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, exactly. So with that said, I'd have no issues with the trade at that point. And I don't have an issue with the trade now, really. It's just more about like – It's just yeah. like make sure we you get DJ back. 
it's just driving me nuts. Like, I, I just want to get this over with because until DJ is signed, the Yankees aren't going to do anything substantial. We all know this. Yeah, that's, yeah I don't like that thinking. No, me neither. I, I think it's, it's very funny. flawed. And think about this quick. They just gave um, – what's what's the, the guy they just got, Chanson? Um, is that how you pronounce his last yeah. name? They just gave him 800000 guaranteed. Ryan Stanek just signed for $1.5 million with the Astros. I think it was Who even less. I think it was one point one. So three hundred thousand dollar difference for. Um, I think Chasin has the legitimate shot to make the team if that those numbers. I think if I had to guess, honestly, I would um, say he's 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 the kind of guy they're gonna let him do his thing in spring training, see if he gets hot at all, and even if he doesn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts off the season in a pen role where he's the long reliever guy, kind of like a really annoying Chris Capuano type, you know, the kind of drove us nuts. Something uh, like that. I love Chris Capuano. I miss him, actually. <laughs> he was the 2019 uh, opening day starter for the uh, Brewers, by the way. So Was he? Yeah. 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 Now that's a fact. I don't know how. That's uh, a good one. So Chassin's, now we got second ace now, finally. Chassin's not terrible. It's just like, can we, I mean, like, he was good not that long ago, but he, he's falling off pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. There's a reason why he only signed for $800,000. Yeah. Not usually a positive thing when that happens, when you're a veteran and you're not even getting a million guaranteed dollars. Uh, of course, I do think that the market does have a little bit of a role in that, but regardless, he's not good. I mean, he, the guy had like not a, great. He had a six and like seven ERA the last two years. So like there's not much there right now for me. You know, before that, he actually had like back to back years of a th- of like a low threes, which is really good. I, and I remember yeah. when he was doing good. But, um, you know, that's that's in the past now. You can't really count on that at all. At best, you're hoping you catch fire in a bottle and maybe get a couple of good games out of them. And if you get that, it's it, that's a win in itself, honestly. And that 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 would be great for the Yankees, but they're they're not going to realistically count on that. That is nothing more than a depth move. And again, until the Yankees decide to get DJ, they will make nothing but those kind of moves because that's all they will financially believe they can do. Because they they just don't know. I mean, I think I do starting am starting to believe that they won't go over two ten. I could be totally wrong, but to me, if you're going over two ten, why would you be waiting this much? Why would they care this much and be letting players just go on the market? There aren't a ton going, of course, but I would think they there hasn't even been rumors with the Yankees almost at all outside of the bullshit Heyman and Morosi rumors, which people always know are fake. So, like, yeah. come on. There's just nothing out there with them, which tells me they are really just sitting down and waiting for DJ to move, move and make his signing. So it's rough. It really is rough as a Yankees fan. Just pay the fucking guy. Jeez. God. It's just it's got it's gotten it's gotten frustrating. And I think I actually I I uh last night I listened to some podcasts and Joe's McFly made a good point. And it's and I think Keith made the same point as well, Keith McPherson. And it was that the Yankees are usually the team that like is the first is like the the most like the first to get active like the Yankees don't you didn't used to wait around like the waiting around for the for things to happen 
is usually not their style. Is usually not what they do. And it's like it's not uh-huh. what they should. It's not what they should be doing either. You you know this is a great opportunity. These last few months have been a a great opportunity to just like pounce on some moves, and uh, just to get get really aggressive while nobody's being aggressive, and uh, uh, through the trade market and the free agent market, seeing if you could get any cheap deals. But it seems like for the past two three three months we've been uh, waiting for DJ and doing absolutely nothing else. Except these uh-huh. little, except these little minor trades, these little minor transactions, I don't really. I'm still very excited about Greg Allen. Actually, like, I you know he's going to come into play at one point. He, oh, he and will he can, totally, and, I and can, he can play yeah. center field too, which is nice. I low key feel like he's going to have one really hot stretch that next year. Just I don't one, hate it at all. One, just one crazy stretch out of nowhere, For and then he's going to come right back down to earth. For James Reeves, that's actually that's that's a that's a solid depth depth move that I don't I don't hate. It's just like we uh, we need to we need to make like an actual like major league move that has a an impact. And, and oh yeah, if, of course. Yeah, if we sign just DJ and Julius Chassin, we're fucked. I know. We, like, like no I am guys. So no. aggravated with all these rumors out there because all the the few that are connected to the Yankees are just such bullshit, dude. I mean, Yasiel Puig is not gonna be a Yankee, for example. No. Why? No, like, Heyman is clearly just putting that out there to get more interest and to basically freak out other teams. It's clearly what he's doing because the Cashman already said himself. They don't need an outfielder. They're not even in on Kyle Schwarber, who he loves to no end. The Yankees and Cashman have always loved Kyle Schwarber, but they understand they have no room for an outfielder right now. And with the budget so tight, they're not going to spend money on him like that. So why the hell would they have any interest in Yasiel Puig? The answer is they don't. I can guarantee you they don't. At the, at the most, they inquired about him because the Yankees basically do their due diligence on every player. They always have. So to me... It means absolutely nothing. And the fact that anyone thinks it means something is kind of crazy, going to be honest. I have crazy news. Well, what would that be? I just found out today was Friday instead of Saturday. Wow. But I agree. I agree. <laughs> this this sucks. Uh, we need, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have something to say. And uh, we can't call the Yankees cheap because they make these big deals but like when there's like these little like when there's holes to fill when there's like smaller holes to fill when like it's not like you know we get we get standing that's like a big bat we needed to because because our offense needed some juice after 2017 we were it was clear that we were missing like an extra thumper and that's why we got, and that's a big reason why we got John Carl. Because remember, we were playing like Chase Headley and oh, Kobe yeah. Ellsbury at DH and so, shit like that. And then 28, 2018, we needed some contact hitting, got DJ, needed some bullpen help, got Adovino. Uh, yeah, yada, yada, yada. That was a good off, good off season. 2020, we clearly needed the ace. We go and get Garrett Cole. But the problem is with like these big deals. It gives the Yankees an excuse to say, "Well, our payroll is super high, so we can't 
can't go the extra mile here. So like when you when it, when you see a guy like Tra- Trevor May, for example, signed for what two years, seventeen million, something around yeah, there. Not at all. And it's like it's like it's not super high, and he would be a really good fit because Ottavino did not have a good year, and we need bullpen depth. And it's like and like it's not even not even just May. Like it doesn't seem that the Yankees are interested in a Brad Hand or a, yeah or a Archie Bradley. And it's you know like, I could be totally wrong, but I I just get the feeling that I do think they will get a reliever. I think they should get more than one, honestly. But I I think they're gonna get one for somewhere in that like three million dollar range maybe, and just kind of hope for the best with whoever they get. And I think it's a matter of. Whoever's left when DJ well, signed. I mean, like, if we'll that pick, was the case, we'll why the didn't bar. we just sign Stanek? Well, I'll tell you right now, because there are they are so nitpicky right now with this budget that they are not going to sign any substantial players. And he's not even substantial, but he's substantial enough. He signed for $1.1 million. Dollars. It's crazy. But it's one, it was literally $300,000. They just gave Julius Chassin right. close to the same good. amount of money. And you got to keep in mind with this, too. The Yankees even, it's been known. They had interest in Sanic too. Brian Hoke reported that a while ago. Right. Like they, liked, they liked him this year for free agency. But, you know, and it makes you wonder. Yeah, they really care that much that they even, they didn't just talk to the guy. They actually liked the guy. They liked his stuff. They felt that he was a player that could really contribute to this team. And they said, you know what? $1.5 million is too much. That's no, a, it was $1.1 million. Was it was it one point one? I could have swore it was one point five. Yeah, so it was one point one. And I want to kill someone right now, just because it's a very bad look. It's like, what are we doing? Unless you, unless they plan on signing a bigger, bigger name, but like, I don't. I'm not holding my breath on it because it just shows that. Wow. It's just show. It doesn't show. What am I? Jo- it's they they don't seem to be all in on winning in 2021. Uh, I um they seem thinking, to be com- committed to DJ and nothing else. Well yeah, you know I was thinking long and hard about it because we've been talking for a while now. The Yankees obviously have things they need to do this offseason, including getting starting pitching, and I was always a believer that Tanaka would be gone, and I am no longer a believer in that. I could be Ooh. totally wrong. Interesting. I, I, I could be, but I interesting. I'm starting to think that he will be back. And I think that because on we remember that report a while ago when he dis, when it was heard that he would only go to Japan or the Yankees and he retracted that. I think that was totally true, and that he was forced to retract it. I think he that is one hundred percent factual. He truly does not intend to go to any MLB team that's not the Yankees, and he will do whatever it takes to make it work with the Yankees unless it's really really bad. So I think if the Yankees are willing to offer him anywhere from like ten to twelve million, I think he will sign. Will they offer that? I have no idea. I can, totally, about? I can totally see them just saying no and going to like a Joe Musgrove or something, but who knows? But anyway. How, how about yeah. Masahiro? You sign two years with an option for eleven million a year. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna be honest. I think he would take a one-year deal. I really do. Even with even without an op, like an option, I I still think he would sign. I I just think it's at that point. I I'm hoping that that's the case because I do. I've always been a believer that he should be back in pinstripes because he is as consistent as they come, and you can't really 
find someone that you know for a fact is going to succeed in New York. Those are few and far between because many cannot handle the Big Apple. But, you know, this guy has a 3.74 career ERA, all with the Yankees. And that's a very solid middle to back of the rotation pitcher. You know, I would have no issue saying Tanaka is my number three or my number four starter. I'd have none at all. And that's mm-hmm. where the predicament comes in. Will they sign him and make him a number two? Because that's not good enough for your number two. It's just not. Well, it's like, it's good enough to hold the fort until Severino returns. But, but even, like, you can't count on Severino returning and being what he what he is exactly. when he's normally healthy. So that's the issue. If Severino's, Severino's healthy, this conversation gets a lot less, less heavy. Totally. Because, because it's like we've got two frontline starters who can go anywhere and 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 not shut shut the other team down. I you mean, know, like Luis Severino went into prime Houston Astros territory in 20 what was it 2018 and he threw oh, a shutout. Yeah. So like that's that's the kind of talent that Sevy has. Of course. So but like he's just he's he's hurt right now and we have to get him back. So we can't count on him being being we can't count on him actually being on the team in 2021 just in case he has a setback and we can't can't count on him coming back and being even like 80 percent of what he was yeah which is not what a world series team could do to be honest you're right you want to win the world series betting on that it's just way too risky and you know you go across all the different options for starters on the market and what do you guys think is the most attractive option that you feel should be realistic and please don't say trevor bauer uh, it's not Bauer. Thank like God. You're saying you're saying on the free agent market, any market, whether it's free agent market, trade market that you feel is realistic and possibly available. I know mine. I want to uh, see. If- no, you know mine. You know mine. But oh, like, it's okay. Not, well, I know not, yours. I just don't think realistic. it's realistic. It's not. It's probably it's probably not very realistic. But like, I would go big game hunting. I'd go after Luis Castillo with every fiber of my being. And then I would, uh, even if it meant trading Clint, which would hurt, I would just sign either a Schwarber or a uh, Brett Gardner back to play left field. All right, Eddie, give yours and I'll give you mine after. So mine is Luis Castillo. Uh, Yeah, uh, definitely Castillo for me too. Um, I guess I would be interested in trading for Musgrove. Not that he is, I don't think he's a stud or anything, but I think he's a decent starting pitcher. third for me. Mine yeah, he, is actually, definitely, for me, it's an easy pick, honestly. It is. Mm-hmm. For a guy that I feel is realistic, I think will not just be a very good pitcher, I think he would be a number two in this rotation, as it stands mm-hmm. at least. He'd be ahead of Tanaka. He He's pitched in a contender. He's a World Series champion. I believe he's 30 or 31 years old. Yeah, 31. Any idea who this is? Is it Kluber? Nope. Or is it Paxton? Nope. All right, I don't know who it is. It is Kyle Hendricks, and I think that oh, is. Shit, I nice. think that is a guy the Yankees would be stupid. They'd be foolish not to go hard after Hendricks because the Do- not the Dodgers, the Cubs have made it clear already that they are trading off pieces. They've they've already discussed trades about about Chris Bryant. They traded Darvish. They are willing to sell their pieces off. So you tell me right now, what is? Any reason why the Yankees should not be in on a guy like Kyle Hendricks, who has a career 3.12 ERA, 
doesn't rely on velocity, meaning that he will age well and is only making about $14 million a year. One good reason. I agree. To me, he's perfect. I think he's the perfect fit that for a guy that won't be crazy expensive prospect-wise, will give the Yankees enough stability in the rotation. And it's just a guy you can count on, man. He's good every single year. Because he, he had the worst year of his career is a 3.95 ERA. The worst. Wow. He's he's been he's been quite good. Kind of a late bloomer, but he's been tremendous. Yeah. And I was actually on Kyle Hendricks baseball reference page last night, funny enough. Wow. Because uh, uh, I was actually looking at him. He's 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 close. Ooh, Mookie Betts got engaged. Nice. Uh, hey. congratulations, Mookie. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I, if we got Kyle Hendricks, I'd be hyped. Cause that's a guy that's been, you know, just consistently excellent for what, four five, six years, something well, like mean, that. He, since 2015, he has, again, he has not had a bad year, which is his rookie year. Not even one bad year. Jeez. And what he, and I still remember, I forgot what year it was. We had that one stretch where he had like a half a year of like a, he had a crazy ERA for like a like a full half a season. I can't think of what it was, but it was like in the ones, if not even lower. It was nuts. Dude has some crazy good stretches. Get him in here. Get him in and here. He, and you know, how he just doesn't give up how, hard contact. How much money is he making? He's only making 14 mil. Oh, that's and out I'm, of our price range. Sorry. And And he's under contract for the next, like, three or four years, which is even better because that's a guy you can... Luke, don't to. you understand we're broke? Nope. 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 We have I think, no money. No. I, I would say trade Adovino. But if anything, include Adovino in the trade for, for fucking Hendricks. Get him in that trade. And, and maybe I'm alone on this, but I trade Clark Schmidt for him. I trade Clark Schmidt. I really do. I'm at the point where I just want to win. So I'm trading a lot more people, man. I normally would, especially for a guy like Hendricks. I'm sorry, Clark Schmidt, I like you, but... Me too. Chicago's a nice city. You, you yeah, for real. We, we have enough pitching <laughs> if we get Kyle Hendricks, because that gives us a rotation of Gever Cole, Kyle Hendricks, Severino, you got Davey Garcia, you got Jordan Montgomery, and you have other depth pieces too, and who knows, maybe they consider other options at, in season. So I, I we'd have more than enough without Clark Schmidt if we make that trade, so... I think that would be a no-brainer. Are the Yankees interested? I have no idea, but they've had, you know, I think they have a pretty good relationship with the Cubs, you know, Cashman and um, Theo Epstein. I can definitely see him, see them coming to some sort of agreement at some point. I'm hoping that they do. Who knows? But they, they had so many trade talks in the past, and they even made trades, like the or all the Chapman one, of course, that got us Gleyber Torres. I like baseball. I enjoy it, too. I don't like when we're not spending money, though. No, that's that's not fun. You know, I'm just so so tired of this. I'm to, so tired of the games that that get played with with Hal in charge. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full Boomer Yankees fan. If George were alive, <laughs> we would have had Bauer. We would have had Springer. We would have had. DJ, we would have had Lindor, we would have traded Clay. <laughs> All right, I have a fun question for you guys. When we get into next year, just this is pure projecting what both teams will do. Who will be the better New York team, the Yankees and the Mets? Oh man, I have to go with like right now. 
No, I'm saying you're projecting as well. So you can say, you know, I think the Mets will get Springer, but I also think the Yankees might end up getting, you know, Tanaka and whoever. You're projecting and considering what they have now as well. So, like, 2021, I think the Mets might have the slight edge because... Wow. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I think that... Well, just because, like, the uncertainty with Severino, really, is the main thing. It's like, he's, like, the key for me. If he comes back, let's say he comes back and it's like he hasn't missed a beat. It's like, he's, he's, like, he's Sevy from 2017, 2018. When he came back in 2019, he was great as well. Uh, So, like, let's say he's Sevy. Now you've got yourself... A two-headed monster at the front of your rotation that could go toe-to-toe with anyone. And then Monty's not bad at all, either. He's, he had very uh, very good peripherals. And then, like, you know, maybe we have a... Maybe we make a trade for a starter, like you mentioned. Maybe we sign someone. I don't know. Uh, but I just can't count on that, you know? It's like, with the Mets, like, even if Syndergaard doesn't come back for the Mets, they've got Stroman, Carrasco... Peterson's a, a talented prospect. Obviously, they have Degrom too, and it's like they're both they're they're putting assets into their bullpen. They've got May, uh, Batances, Diaz, Familia is not awful, uh, and they got Seth Lugo. Seth Lugo has been like just a, a monster for he's just like a hidden like hidden beast in that bullpen. They've been, They've got a they've got a deeper bullpen than we do. At, at it feels I mean, like. Yeah, I'll say this: they have more established MLB. They have a lot of MLB pitchers there. These these are guys that have been around the league, have had success, and even if they're not having success right now, like Dellen, who might have I forgot if he had a rough year, he might have. Um, Edwin Diaz, who has consistently had some rough years, those are guys that have the potential to bounce back and not just be good, but be like elite kind of guys in that bullpen. So. I'd say their bullpen has a lot of upside, just not a ton of guarantees overall. But it could definitely be an elite bullpen. It has that kind of talent. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just... I remember with the Mets, last year their lineup was actually like sneaky was, good. You know? Yeah, like, it was. Well, I mean, they've got... They've, like, Alonzo had a down year, but like, think about yep. it. Like, they've got Dominic Smith blew up you know you got Jeff McNeil who's basically like their version of DJ LeMahieu uh who can who, who's even fat who's fast too he's a fast runner and he can play uh-huh. outfield he's like if Tyler Wade Tyler Wade's positional versatility and DJ LeMahieu's batting ability like 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 they cross and like yeah. you get you get you get Jeff McNeil which is just like one you're of the totally most- right man one of the most exciting players in baseball. And, you know, they got McCann, who can swing the stick a little bit now. And they got, what, uh, J- J.D. Davis I mean, is probably their third If you baseman. go across their projected lineup right now on a Roto Camp. Conforto, Nimmo, you know. Literally every single player right now in their lineup except McCann is projected to have an 800-plus OPS. Yes. Everyone. And, and, they're, and they might get Springer, too. Yeah, and I'm saying if they get Springer, I mean, at that point they would have possibly five guys that could hit 30 home runs. Like Francisco Lindor is a 30 home run guy when he's healthy. 
Conforto mm-hmm. could definitely be a 30 home run guy if he plays a full year. He's capable of that. Pete Alonso was uh-huh. definitely a 30 plus homer guy. Yeah, he would have hit 30 even th- during his down year last year. I know, and you know Dominic Smith is if he if he keeps up what he was doing, he can definitely put up those kind of numbers. And George Springer, yeah, if he's on the team. That's a definite 30 home run guy. So they got Katie a lot Davis of guys that has has good pop too. Yeah, he does. They have a lot. I would say McNeil a lot of the guys hit like over yeah. 20. McNeil hit like over 20 in 2019, I believe. Yeah, McNeil could be a 20 homer guy. I mean, but even if he if he's not, no one cares because he's batting over 300. He's getting on base a good amount anyway, yeah. and his OPS is going to be in the 800s anyway. So what does it matter? You know, he's one of the yeah. few exceptions of guys where he doesn't even need to hit 10 home runs, even though you'd like you like him to. But even if he didn't, I'd be cool because of how good his overall game is. He's just such a good player. Yeah, I agree. And then with the um, with the Mets rotation too, you got to remember, last year they didn't have Stroman either. Even though he was on the team, he opted out. First he got injured, then opted out. And you're adding Carrasco too, and then Syndergaard, which although he wasn't great before he got injured, I'm assuming he will still be. He looked a little bit better and then got hurt. So we got to see what Syndergaard is. But even if Syndergaard isn't peak Syndergaard, they have enough guys in the rotation to offset it. Right now, they greatly improved on their number one weakness, which was their rotation. And the Yankees rotation has a lot of question marks, which I, I still think they will fail with. I just, I, it's so hard for me to see them going over 210 now, just the way they've been acting. Like if money wasn't a concern, I feel like they could keep, obviously you don't, you could sign someone else and still sign DJ, you know? I think they're waiting to, on everyone else because they want to see, we signed DJ, how much do we have left to work with now? Which makes me think there's a very strict budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say there's definitely going to be a strict budget. And even the Mets, I have a feeling that uh, even though they're willing to go over 210, I think they're going to try not to go over 210. I could be – I'm speculating on that, but just looking, um, they're like $30 million or so under right now. And I think they might even as, – as Andy Martino speculated, they might even trade a piece away to make sure they have room after signing a guy like George Springer. And I think they're going to get Springer one way or another. I mean, they have clearly been the favorites. And based on what Martino said a while ago, they have the biggest offer. Blue Jays had the yeah. second closest. They were a little bit over 100. And he's and according to Martino, the Mets were just a little bit shy of 150. So assuming that's a five-year deal, you know, you're looking at almost uh, 30 million Pretty average annual value, which is pretty high, honestly, for Springer. I, I don't think Springer's worth – I'd only give him maybe – 25 which i think is might be where their final offer ends up being that might even be where it is right now i don't know but i don't see them going i wouldn't go over 5 125 if i was Mm. the general manager i don't think he's worth any more than that at his age for sure yep uh yeah take uh if i were springer i'd probably just like i I think he's going to the mets i know martino said it, it makes the yesterday's trade makes it less likely, but like it's, it's like still likely. Li- it's limited options. It's like limited yeah, like got- for me, it's it's it became less likely, but it's still the most likely outcome, though. Yeah, it's just like, like that's how I would look at it. Sure, if they want to, uh, they want to make a trade to shed some salary before doing it, go for it. But like it, it seems as if he's coming to the Mets. I would yeah. Be sure. Who and, else um, would? Who else would? Be willing to sign him. Do you, 
Um, only the Blue Jays, really. I think they're the only other team that's really known to be truly in on them and giving him an offer above 100 mil. So I don't really think that – I mean, keep, keep, if you think about this logically, if Springer's choosing between the Blue Jays and the Mets, what team would he rather go to? I'd rather go to the Mets. Like, it's, it's common sense. A team in Canada that may not even have a freaking field right now, no one even knows how that mess is going, and – and they're not even – while they are a young and very talented team, they're not a guaranteed contender. They're just not, although they can be for sure, and I honestly think they're going to be good. But the Mets, they're a possible World Series team if they get Springer, and he knows that. And this is kind of something you rarely see. This is like an NBA type of thing where you see a bunch of guys go into a team, and you're like, you know what? I want to be with my guys there. I want to join this squad that's been getting a bunch of players this offseason and being part of that club, and you know what? That's a case right there where it's going to happen because they just got Lindor, they got Carrasco, they got James McCann, they signed Trevor May. They they're getting a lot of they're, they're probably going to add like seven MLB ta- talented MLB players to their roster in a single offseason. That's a massive roster overhaul that people are need to give Steve Cohen so much credit for because whether it be his ability, well not ability, but his willingness to spend money or his scouting department doing the job they do because i'm sure they are very good and they know what players are good and what which ones aren't they're gonna have a great offseason and have a great regular season i have a lot of faith in that mets team which drives me nuts to say because i'm scared they're gonna do better than us and i don't want to hear mets fans whining about (laughs) that's right we're the team in new york now it's like no you're not shut up you're not Soft clap for Steve Cohen. I will clap, but the Mets, I'm settling this now. They will not be the team of New York until they win at least the championship. And I think they'll, they would need more than one to become the New York team. I think they need a couple, I'm being honest, because the Yankees are just that iconic. In most cases, it's not that hard. Maybe what? Mm-hmm. I was just Lord? saying, like, I don't know. It's hard to really, like, even though, like, I'm going to use a basketball example right now, like the Nets, you know, Katie and Kyrie, they're very good right now, but the Knicks have been notoriously bad, but they're just so iconic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The they're still the New York the team. The winning history that the Yankees do, you know. Like, Absolutely. They haven't won the championship since, like, 1970. I mean, I know it's been, like, 11 years, but that's not even comparable. Uh, I just don't think anything could really overtake the Yankees. Like, even if the Yankees went on, like, a bad streak of years where maybe they even missed the playoffs a couple of years in a row, like, and the Mets were good, which kind of happened in 2015. The Mets won the World Series. Yeah. The Yankees were like, I, I just don't, I don't think it really could ever happen. Like, yeah. again, in the 80s too, the Mets were relevant. Won a World Series. The Yankees didn't even make the playoffs for a few years then. So, I just, I don't think it could ever really happen due to how I would say the, the Yankees are. The, the closest thing that could happen is maybe. If the Yankees don't make the playoffs somehow for a couple years, the Mets win at least multiple championships. And not just because of that, but because of the way the Mets would be winning. Because this wouldn't be no typical Mets World Series team. This would be a Mets World Series team led by Steve Cohen, who's who may end up having the largest payroll in all of baseball. And at that point, they become a George Steinbrenner-esque type of run team. And that is what gives it so much capital and power. And that's what makes the Yankees so iconic, aside from the championships. It's just the fear of these guys could get anybody at any moment. And that's what their reputation has been for God knows how many years. So 
I think if the Mets begin to earn that reputation and they be, and they win World Series along with it, then I think they will be they'll be kept, their fan base will grow beyond belief if that happens. And it's def- definitely within the realm of possibility. I mean, I think I'm not going to call them favorites for next year because they're not not yet, at least. But they're capable of making a couple moves and getting to that place for sure. They're not far away right now. They are very close. Yeah, I just want to, before I can call the Mets a World Series contender, I'd like to see them make just, like, one more, like, uh, not 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 necessarily, like, a big move, but, like, like to shore up, because, like, because of the damage Brody did, they don't have much depth in certain places. Uh-huh. I'd just like to see them do a few nice depth moves. Like, if they, like, made, like, a, a Greg Allen trade, it would actually be like, oh, okay, that could, so just in case, like, someone gets hurt, in case, like, Nimmo gets hurt, we can uh, sub, sub Greg Allen, and it's just, like, smaller moves like that, maybe an extra bullpen arm, maybe an extra starter, and then, yeah. but, it, but, like, just, like, they're close, they are close, they're really close. To uh, me, if they get Springer, if they get Springer, yeah, if they get Springer and Syndergaard comes back healthy, then they're there. At that point, yeah. it's it's a done deal. They are, without a doubt, a World Series caliber team. And, and Edwin Diaz had a nice year, too. I mean, if, if, if all that happens, then they're probably the favorites in the NL. I mean, if, if Syndergaard came back healthy and was doing good, some of the bullpen pieces bounced back, and they have this whole new lineup with Lindor and Springer, then I would think they might be the NL favorites, aside from maybe the Dodgers. And even them, I think they'd be right there with them. In hey, that I have a question. What okay. was... What was Edwin Diaz's ERA this season, 2020, last season? Oh, crap. I don't actually know. I I didn't check on him, really. Don't check. Don't check. I think it was insanely high. In 2020, I was pretty Mm, off with checking stats because of how meaningless the year felt. Just throw a number out there. I will. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to go 3.7. It was 1.75. Yeah, wow. He was a monster. Was he actually that good this year? Yes, with a 2.187. A, a 2.44 ERA plus. His ERA was 44% above. Uh, 144 Good for him, though. That, that's, that's great for the Mets, man. That means that right 50, there. 50 strikeouts that? in 25 innings. He struck out. Doubled the amount of batters. In, you get what I'm saying. 25, 25 innings, 25.2 innings pitched, 50 strikeouts. So he was just, he was a monster. Okay, so like Edwin Diaz is actually really good. They just probably shouldn't have traded Jared Kalenic for him. Does that make sense? And a juiced up Robbie Cano. Also, I uh, we, I checked Jeff McNeil yeah. stats, and he hit 23 home runs in only 133 games in 2019. So he could potentially crack 30 home runs. So I, so there you go. I'm awesome like that. All right, all right. I like baseball. So, oh, yeah, we... the, the Mets are going to be good. And, you know, as for the Yankees, we yeah. pretty much nailed all the topics we need to on them. You know, right now, we're just in wait-and-see mode still. I, they're not going to add really any bats outside of minor ones at most. We know that they're interested in pitching primarily, and we don't even have any rumors to talk about with the pitching, really, because nope. they haven't been linked to anybody. Right now, it's Except nothing Ryan Stanek, who went to the freaking Astros, like they needed any more yeah. fucking arms. 
I know. I mean, freaking Joe Musgrove is one guy the Yankees were linked to. I'm not sure if there's actual interest there, but I would I wouldn't mind him for sure. He's a very good pitcher, but you know, again, we're we're just speculating because I don't think anyone even officially said the Yankees had interest in Joe Musgrove. If I'm correct, I don't remember anyone actually. It's just a name that just like pops out of there because his uh, Statcast numbers are really good. Yeah, because the Statcast numbers are well. The Yankees work well with the Pirates in trades. You know, they, they I, do, I definitely do think there might be something there. That they worked well with the Pirates happen. on trades, except for the one that mattered. <sighs> yeah, yeah. What would you what would you give up for a guy like Joe Musgrove? He you know he's obviously a very talented, talented pitcher. He's only twenty eight. His spin rate is really good on his curveball and his fastball. The whiff rate is good. The exit I want to see him with Matt Blake very much. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So I would trade a decent amount for Joe Musgrove, to be honest, just because I want I you know we know Pittsburgh has issues developing pitching, and then Garrett Cole gets traded elsewhere, comes a stud. Glasnow gets traded right. elsewhere, becomes a stud. Chris Archer gets traded there and shits the bed. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I just want to see him outside of Pittsburgh with an analytically heavy organization who knows how to develop pitching, even though we don't. But, like, but like we're more analytically heavy. Right, let's just, let's, yes, we're, and we've got, hard, we've, got, we've got Matt Blake, and we've got all the technology. So let's let's just test it out. Let's see. Yeah. I have no problem getting trading for him. I just it just depends on like how much, because like I want to trade for someone that does have like a track record, if that makes sense, like a track record of being good. That's why I choose Castillo, obviously over Musgrove, just because Castillo's had two straight years where he's just been like an ace. He's been like a third ace for for the Reds, which is funny. So yeah. Um, I think that's. Do you have any else? Anything else you want to talk about regarding the Mets or the Yankees? Anything really baseball-wise? Because I think we're mostly covered. Again, not much happened, unfortunately. We're just doing this episode to react to the Mets trade and kind of discuss how that relates to the Yankees because that's obviously a very big thing that happened. But um, I yeah, am we mostly could, good. Yeah, we could get to the Garrett Cole article. Oh the, yeah, the pine tar right. stuff. Oh, right. Disgrace baseball, by the way, guys. He they used ban him. Bar. So did Max Scherzer. Let's talk about suspensions, please. A year. Is that enough? He's going to get suspended for that, and the whole Astros team will get harassed for what they did. Well, who are the other names mentioned? Was it Verlander and Scherzer? It was Verlander, Scherzer, Felix. Kluber. Kluber. Might as well mention everyone. If they want to suspend people, uh, so, there'd be no pitchers left in baseball. I know. Have you noticed that a lot of those pitchers are West Coast pitchers? Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least pitched on the West Coast at, Coast at one point, except Scherzer. Mm. Uh, Do you know, cause... you know who claims doesn't – That you know who claims he doesn't use it? Who? Trevor Bauer, baby. Oh, uh, yeah, he 100%, 100% used some form He claims of... he uses no illegal substances like pine tar. Mm. I doubt – I don't believe him. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you, buddy. Uh, I think uh, I'd really have soured on Bauer. Oh, I, I know. Really, you I really don't like him. Like he's just like he think he thinks he's one thing, but it, he's really another. If you know what I'm trying to say. Like you just like like fuck you, man. 
like you're just too much of a headache to like really say all right let's let's commit let's commit like five six years to this guy like I just I I, I would steer clear Bauer if I were, if I were like any team honestly unless unless I I'm a team that's like desperate for pitching go to the Angels and shut up. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where he's going to go now, to be honest. I mean, I thought the Mets were, like, realistic. Uh, you know? I'm like limited, man. Very limited. I hope he, I hope he gets no money. Watch the Blue Jays get him. I don't think they pay that much. I really don't. Bauer yeah. wants a shit ton of money, man. He wants Garrett Cole money when it comes to per year. So, like, you're right. that, that's a big asking price for any team. Given the current market, I don't see any team offering like. Also, the fact that he doesn't deserve. I don't see teams even offering thirty, maybe just just because things are just so tough right now, and most teams don't have that money to spend, or at least they claim they don't, which is enough to not spend anyway. So. Just better not impact Garrett Cole's spin rate next year. It won't. I don't think. (laughs) Well, if you look at the text, it says. It says it gets cold. It gets cold, and the stuff I use kind of dries up. Mm-hmm. So, like, it feels to me as if it was mostly grip related. It might be, but like, but like, it's like a special grip, apparently. So, it's interesting to see like what was the intention there. But whatever, it is what it is. It's something. It's more shocking when someone isn't using some form of pine tar. To be honest, uh, and now, and when that formula got out, the guy that the formula that the Angels attendant was selling, it seemed like everybody wanted it. It felt like it was like steroids, except for uh, <laughs> except you're not putting it in your body, you're just putting it on on something, putting it on some clothing. It's like, oh my God, secret formula, secret formula. It's like, oh shit, oh shit. And now you got Scherzer calling you, you got Garrett Cole contacting you. Sent the 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 text that Garrett Cole sent is just funny. It's just a funny text. Like he gave him a wink emoji. Uh, like, oh man, that's just funny. Is you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at some point. It, it's you know, whatever. It is what it is. I would like to purchase some of the substance. Because I want my spin rate to be good. Oh, gotta love spin rate, man. Spin rate. Love, love those nerds. Yeah. Uh, just whatever. Who cares? Uh, you know, at least it's not like... It's not, at least you're not putting it in your body. You know? As long as you're not doing that, I don't really care. Pine tar is just a thing. It happens. Uh, if, if Chris Sale... If it was like Chris Sale gets caught doing this, I still wouldn't care. Like, it's not just because like a Yankee got named. It's just, like, I don't care. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if, like, if, Chris, like if, if like Chris Sale got caught doing it, it'd be like, I don't care. Uh, you just, yeah, I'm pretty sure Garrett does it, too. I'm pretty sure Verlander does it, too. And now we know they do it, mm-hmm. too. Uh, so don't, don't care. Do, do what you got to do. Uh, just don't, just don't take steroids or something like that. Yep. Bang. I'm funny. I'm nice. There we go. Uh, yeah, is there really anything else? I mean, like, there really isn't much going on. 
that the Lindor trade was like the only thing of note that happened over the past uh, since the Darvish trade that I can remember. Uh, it's just like there really isn't much going on. So like the Japanese pitcher Sugano went back to Japan. He didn't even sign. Uh, and so yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm so I did not think he was gonna go back to Japan. That was definitely shocking when I saw that report. I was like, whoa, that's that's honestly kind of upsetting. I mean, I, I was really excited to see an, another guy come from Japan and hopefully do some damage there. But um, you know, it's kind of I'm trying to think of how this is gonna work because now he's gonna be another year older. So I mean, his contract I think he's gonna be thirty. What's he gonna be next year? He's probably thirty-two, 32. I believe. Or maybe 33 next year. I mean, what he's yeah. only gonna get a three-year deal. I think he screwed himself. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was a smart, smart idea. I, I honestly, I don't know what the Padres were offering, but um, if it was like a four-year deal at maybe like a little over 10 per year, he should have jumped to take that. Honestly, I would take 10 million dollars a year. I would take one. I would take two. How much did he get to go back to Japan? It wasn't even that much, I don't think. He got he got four years, forty million. Yeah, four years, forty. With like but three with opt outs after every year. Which right? seems weird yeah, because yeah, yeah. do you think the Padres really weren't willing to go ten mil a year? Like that seems right. a little. I feel like they had to have gone ten. I mean, hmm. unless he just wanted. He wanted five, five years. I guess that's me. If, if that's the case, then I think he got greedy. Because even at 33, for a guy that's coming from Japan and that's unproven, five years is a lot. I mean, 32 yep. rather this year. That that doesn't seem mm-hmm. very reasonable from his perspective. But you know, well, his, it's, lost it's, it's, all it's, my it's, respect for that man. No respect, no mercy. Yep. Um, I. Are we covered now? I think that's it. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't really have to be a long episode because nothing happened. Yeah. Um, Lasorda died. Oh, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. That that was really sad rest to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 90, what was it, 93 years old? Yeah. So, uh, you know what? He got to see another Dodgers championship, at least. Remember, they, got, they just released him from the hospital a few days ago. So it was kind of interesting to see that. They didn't really. They, I think they just released them to kind of live out the final days. It seems like so disappointing, but you know, rest in peace. Uh, all right. I think that's good. Um, hopefully for next episode we'll have something that's actually related and exciting to discuss. I'll take a freaking. Yeah. I'll take a juicy rumor. I don't even need a signing. Just for the love of God, give me something I can talk about. Anyway, at least we have the Knicks playing well right now. Got something good, good going in New York, right? Yeah. That's something. Um, Rangers well, hockey starts on Wednesday. Yeah. And they, they got a lot from here. Well... This has been fun as always, Eddie Tom. Until next time, this has been another great episode of the Yankee Center Podcast, and I will talk to you guys soon. See you, everybody. Peace.